What's up, everybody? This is Dropping Wisdom with Santos, and my guest today is my man Vision. Please introduce yourself, buddy. What's going on, everybody? I go by Vision One, Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm gonna start a story out with you, buddy. Is uh, when I was a kid, my name was uh, my first name is Roberto. Right. You know, I used to have friends of mine. They were a couple friends were Ernest. Uh huh. So all through school, we used to be Bert and Ernie. Okay. And so my question is, for, just for starters, um, how hard was it for you to uh, be called Oscar? It sucked. Yeah, it sucked so bad. <laughs> when I was growing up, I was like anywhere from Oscar Maya Wiener to Oscar the Grouch to, and then like I was in, my dad was in the military and then we moved to Bahrain and I thought like my days of being ridiculed were over. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. No one's going to call me. Because, you know, in, in in the Middle East, they don't know anything about Oscar Mayer Wiener or Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. And then when I got there, I thought it was safe. And then before I knew it, there's Oscar Entacar <laughs> over there. And I got jumped for that there, too. So, but growing up, you know, it was it was pretty uh, treacherous in how I was treated as a child for having a name like Oscar, which is so such a bold name now. And, but, um, I mean, I'm glad it happened. Well, I won't say I'm glad it happened, but it made me who I am. Yeah, I'd say it probably gave you thicker skin. Ah. No thick skin. Yeah, because yeah, then my other friends were hanging around my family, and then they heard my mom call me Birdie Boy. Right. And that was it. That was game over. Hey, Birdie Boy, yeah. want to go play basketball? I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's seriously, <laughs> you fuck yourself really bad. <laughs> yeah, man, piece so, uh, of shit. <laughs> So how old how old were you when um when you knew you were gonna get into music? Uh, I think I was like three or four. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my dad, you know, he was an avid singer. You know, like at all the at all the like Christmas functions or karaoke's, and and you know they or my uncles would get out a guitar and he would sing. And I don't know where the tape is now, but I remember like um, there's a there's like a you know in the, in in. Like in the eighties, like there, there's, there's no like camcorder or anything or cell phones or, or, or any of those things. But I, I remember they recorded something and my dad was singing in the background and I can hear my voice just kind of like in the background just talking. So it was always in my life because of my because of my dad. So, and then I was, I was always into like entertainment because you know Michael Jackson was really huge at the time. So I wanted to kind of like he just made a huge impression on me, and uh, I always knew I was gonna be into music because of the way that it connected with people and the way that my dad connected with me with music. Was the album of the Michael Jackson, was that Thriller? It was, was Thriller. Thriller, right? It was. Yeah, that was my jam too because what yeah. came out there in those, the same time was him and um, the other album that was really popular was Boy George though. Right. That was another right. one. They both yeah, came yeah. out at a similar time. Yeah, yeah, 80s, 80s. Yeah, that was another, that was uh, the Michael Jackson is my jam. I still I still pop to a couple of them songs in that album. They still, they still reign supreme now. Yeah, it really does. Um, so other than your dad being your inspiration, what um, popular artist other than Michael Jackson was your inspiration? When I was growing up? Yeah. Just in uh, I'd say when I was growing up, definitely in the, in around the 80s. Um, the Beatles, because that's what my dad listened to, and Elvis Presley, you know, growing up. Um, and then, of course, like, whatever that was on MTV, um, can't really remember too much, but like George Michaels, 
uh, even Debbie Gibson, you know, I don't know, that was what was on, you know, that I can remember. And I know that in the 90s, it was always like that boy band era to... To Backstreet Boys? No, nah, like even before that, like like New Kids on the Block, like early 90s. Jodeci? No, well, that, Jodeci was a thing too, and they were like a boy band, but um, that's like boys to men, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, growing up, like in the 90s and any kind of like old school, uh, early 90s R&B and... And even Color Me hip- Bad? Yeah, Color Me Bad too. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to literally everything, even from like Snoop Dogg when that album came out to um, uh, CL Smooth. Um, to like uh, Naughty by Nature, uh, that's what I can remember. Like, it's just I had an expansive, uh, you know, catalog of material that I was into because uh, my dad was in the military and he always moved around everywhere. And we were in Philly at the time, so I got that urban, urban um, experience. Yeah, that's good shit, man. Because I know when I was growing up, I never wanted to be a musician, but uh, my my jams were in the early '90s. I have to say, my go to was Cypress Hill. For, yeah, yeah, Cypress Hill was big. I used to rock Cypress Hill all the time, and LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was thing I listened album. to. That album was tight, especially uh, that one that videos. I was always into videos, so like like uh, backseat in my Jeep, the swing yeah, of that yeah, episode, yeah. you know, or just things like that were like very popular. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I like that shit too. But nowadays, man, I heard that my my daughter had to say, "Hey, listen to this guy Pop Smoke." I think that oh, was yeah. his name. That motherfucker's garbage, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm listening to a couple of his songs. I'm like, Livia, this song is uh, this is Many Men by Fifty Cent. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. is this rapper karaoke night? I was like, this yeah. dude. I thought he was garbage, but yeah. I mean, what's your opinion? <laughs> I think uh, I I think I liked Pop Smoke. The reason why I started getting into Pop Smoke, I wouldn't say, he's, in my opinion, I wouldn't say he's garbage for me. I think this is how he. I saw this music video after he passed, and it was him like lighting up this UK crowd with their lighters in the air, and like it was like the resonance in his voice that people felt. Like I didn't really relate to the music, I didn't relate to the content, I don't relate to him as a person, but I relate to how the, but how he felt in his in his tone and how it affected people, and that's kind of like, and his melodies, you know, and um. And every now and then, he can't, he says a couple of bars that like I think were pretty cool. But, but overall, it's just his overall essence that is what I'm like I'm, I I like, and that's why and how it connects with people. How did he pass away? I don't know anything about him, guy. Because um, I just don't. Now I want to say this is the right rapper that I'm thinking of, but he was the one that has like 50 Cent quotes from Many Men, right? That's um, yeah, guy, yeah. Right? He was a he was an inspiration. Also, 50 Cent, like how did he pass away? I don't know um, anything about the guy. Uh, it was a home invasion. You know, he was living in L.A. at the time and. Somehow people they got word of where he was, where he was uh, living. These L.A. thugs and L.A. LA, LA don't play, man. The West Coast don't play, you know. So they went over there and ran up in there and tried to rob him. Apparently, from what I can remember, um, and uh, they shot him. But but I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. It seems like a, kind of a setup more than anything because it's just kind of like it's just a little extreme. But and everything just doesn't make sense to me. But. But that's how I remember that he passed. Like it was a home invasion. Okay, yeah, you know what I just remember. I think my daughter says something like he um posted uh, like a, a letter or some kind of a, mm-hmm. some kind of, and, and his address was on. Yeah, it yeah, something, yeah, something like that. I'm yeah. like, that's just very unwise, just in general. Yeah, so. but it was just it just seems so extreme. Like it's some that's it's just it just seems extreme. It just doesn't make sense to me. He had yeah. There was more more to it than yeah. just being, being jealous. He was a rapper. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot to it. Like there's something that ain't ain't right. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That ain't my life and has nothing to do with me. Not so, yet. Not yet. 
I ain't close to my address. Yeah. And I don't want no smoke. No pop smoke. <laughs> no shit. All right, so um, how many songs do you have released on Spotify or any other type of platform? Uh, right now, I got four songs on Spotify. Two from a previous um, project I was doing and two with a, with, a, with a collaboration with my friend Ivy Milan. Um, that's just part of, you know, this is, I only have four, um, that I actually officially, you know, released and, um, more will come. You know. Cause right now that intro yeah. is, um, I like that. I could, I could start freestyling with that. Beat. Yeah. Yeah. John, I like that beat. Yeah. It's really nice. It's really yeah. nice. So, um, when did you start making, um, so are you the rapper and, the, and you make all the beats and everything? Or what exactly is your, is you, what do you do with the song? What, um, what all you so do? basically it started off as like, I was like hanging out with my buddy and um, we were, you know, he wants to, he was trying to get back into music and then we were having a good time and I was like, yo, check this out. So I found a beat and then my friend Mizzle, Mike Mizzle produced it and um, we kind of like freestyled to it. <laughs> And then I was just like, yo, show, I'll show you what I can do. So I just pressed record and I like, just mumbled some stuff and said these fives. Dun, dun. And then before you know, we we worked on the lyrics together and then he put his verse on it. And then it's, we were just having fun with it and ended up just kind of cleaning it up and getting it mixed and putting it out there. And uh, well, how, how do you make money off this? Like since it's on Spotify, this how do you make get, do you get money off of Spotify and these platforms? Like how I mean, do you make money after the fact? Yeah. So like as an up and coming artist, you make money off your streams, but like the way it works is like point zero zero one or something like that, and your streams can be played on iTunes, um, um, uh, Spotify. What else is there? Title. Uh, iHeartRadio? Yeah, I, um, I think iHeartRadio too, but I'm Google not sure. Music or something? Yeah, too? I'm not really sure how that exactly works, but you get paid off of streams. Um, you know, we had we had we had a couple of them. we had some some good some good hits, uh, but a lot of it is just creating your brand and your digital footprint on the market where people can come to your site and and or come to your webpage or your Instagram. And but we've made more money off our, our T-shirts than we had off our music, and that's kind of how it starts. You know, it's just about getting more attention to us as a brand where we can, um, you know, sell our, our products. You know, that's just, that's one of the many ways that, you know, up and coming artists make money. All right. And, um, well, do you have, so you have, how many other songs you have in the mix to come out anytime soon? So on January 11, 111, I'm real big on like spiritual numbers. We're going to release a an uh, EP. An EP is going to consist of five songs. We released two of those songs, which is These Vibes and and Doing Well, which was featuring Slim Thug. But we got like three more that we're going to release. We're going to put it all out there and have another music video with Slim Thug in it. Okay. How, how did you um, link up with Slim Thug? So basically, my, uh, my uh, longtime friend, Mike Ernest, of like, like what? Uh like 12, 15 years, I think, 15, 16 years. And and uh, Jeff was at a party that I threw for one of our releases. And Jeff is from Tech, or Ivy Milan is from Texas. And he met my he met my boy, Mike Ernest. And, and he was saying his, his one of his favorite rappers is Slim Thug. And then my boy, Mike, is like, yo, I know the manager. And his contact gave it to, gave it to my boy, Ivy. And then the next day, you know, he didn't waste no time. He hit him up and see for a collabo and worked the deal out. 
And like, like I said, this is this is dropping wisdom, drop wisdom on what's like this slim film when he when he said he was going to do verses. Did he want money first? How how does it make? How does that happen when the, when an artist wants? Yeah, I'll, I'll rap on your album. Right. Pay me now or pay me later. How's that work? So basically, he said since he's a major artist, you know, um, yeah, there was a fee involved, but also too, it was like you know just talking to him and his manager when we, you know, we talked to him on on the phone. You know, there's a percentage of that money that we make off of uh, putting the song out. So kind of that's how it kind of works. But as up and coming artists, you know, this it's just that's just how it starts. You know, and that was just it was just very simple. It's it's not like it's like it's, it's like it's like hanging hanging out with some friends and you link up with them and this this person knows this person and you get together and you, you create something. So it wasn't a, a very crazy process. It's just getting off your ass and just doing it and like and creating that network. Because you don't know where can Andrew next. Because uh, we're, we're going to do a video with him next month in January. And um, where's he at? Is, is he in Texas? And like, um, when did he did he rap? Um, but did you meet him in person to do the song, or did you send him through, via MP3 and then he just put a verse on it and then you you know you edit it into the song? Well, we um, we, you know we we had the option of being in the studio with him, but he lives in Houston, Texas, in okay. Virginia Beach, and. But we decided, you know, just to go out there and just we just sent him the the the, the MP3. He would put it into his, you know, whatever studio he went to, and then sent us the sent us his his version, and we loved it and kept it, and just and we and we mixed it ourselves. All right, I, when I seen the video, how did you choose the vehicles? Because I'm a pretty offended that you didn't put my Jeep in there. My Jeep's hot, <laughs> my Jeep's hot bro. And you put you put another Jeep in there. Jeep looked good. But like you could have, I mean, yeah, yeah. Should put my cheap in there, man. I mean, uh, that could be an option. And next time I'm gonna hit you up. But that's actually the IB's cheap. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's that's, that's okay. His, that's his Hope cheap. It wasn't a rental or some shit. No, that was just, <laughs> it was just so simple because there's this actual car, his daily driver, you know, for his family, you know. But that, but yours is uh that that uh, drop top. Is that was that no a, was no yours? no that was that was rented that was one of our um that was a guy that um that he lives around here and he has a, a, a slingshot company I think it's really called slingshots and but um we just wanted something fun and like just also just to rent it and have a good time with it they're not that pricey you know I can I can I can get one come here buddy <laughs> hey I can, I can you know but but they just they're just fun to have you know now the when did you do the video he didn't do it in December did you. Because um, I seen you in that car. I mean, it's pretty cold outside for that. Oh, so that video is for that. That's part of the video for <clears throat> for doing well. The next single that we're doing. Um, so we haven't released it yet, so no one oh. has seen it. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, we're gonna release it uh, next month. Okay. <clears throat> now I know you're a you have an oyster fetish. Yeah. Where, where's your um go to place to eat your oysters? Uh, I like the Atlantic. On uh, I think Twenty Seventh Street or something like that, or Twenty Sixth. That's one of my favorite places. I just I just like the way they prepare. It's, it just tastes fresh. My second option is CP Shuckers uh, on Twenty Fifth Street. Uh, anywhere else is pretty good, but uh, yeah, those are my go to places. Yeah, because I know um, hopefully the oysters at CP Shuckers are good because <laughs> they, that's what they, they shuck. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rank the owners of it are really. I used to work there, and those owners are really awesome. The ranking, cool, those, yeah. those guys are really awesome. Yeah. But I know when um, well, it wasn't Rockefellers, but was that um, Rudy Inlet, Rudy's? Yeah, when yeah. I met up with you one time, and you got your oysters. Oh yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. Remember then we went to Cash Thirty One. You're going to uh -huh. order oysters, but they were James River oysters, and yeah. I was like, don't do that shit because like since 
I'm, since I'm in the Coast Guard, I know, like, you know, sometimes on the James River, they put a pollution report. Hey, don't go in oh. the water because of pollution. <laughs> I remember I said, don't, don't eat that shit, man. I was like, that's polluted ass Yo, that's so shit. funny. Don't be eating no river oysters. Where the, <laughs> eat the go, ocean shit. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. See, when you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. You have, um, this closes out now. Do you have any um, New Year's resolutions? Uh, to stay consistent. Uh, to stay true, to stay real to myself and to follow through with everything that I've been doing and also to spend more time um, to love myself further so I can love everybody else just as much. That's awesome, man, because I know I think um, my resolution is probably so a better husband, better father. And uh, I think I need to socialize more. Cause I don't yeah. go out anymore. This is part of socializing. Yeah, this is part of it. That's why I figured. You yeah. know, I can. And this, this and is mobile. Can, I can yeah. just go to someone's house. Yeah, and yeah. you could actually make money off it eventually. You know, once you get um, once you get it to a certain level where you're a brand and you, you know you you attract the people, you know, in this universe to what you're trying to do. You know, so I think it's a, a great option for you to, and um, great healthy safe option yeah. as a married man. <laughs> be social yeah, exactly. and it's great it's fun you know and it's it's artsy and you know and, and it gets it helps people and it helps yourself and and uh, you learn you're you're constantly learning through connection with people so i think it's a good thing that you're doing and i'm proud of that hey thanks man i appreciate it man and um i'm glad i like your music too man because i'm stuck in the 90s so yeah. if you look at my workout playlist, it ain't nothing but Ma Deep, Capone, yeah. Riega, yeah. Gangstar, yeah. none of the new stuff. Because I'm like, these yeah. lyrics just ain't, they ain't hitting it for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's also just a feel, too. It's a feel, too. Like A lot of my music that I'm, I'm about to put out has reminiscent sounds of that of that era, but with a twist of of what's going on now and what I, can, what I feel the future should sound like, you know? So um, I got my own wave. Um, I'm, I'm putting a solo album out this year, too. And in encompassed with that, I'm helping out a lot of other artists put out their project as well because uh, I like to be able to creative direct and help, you know, not just work on my own stuff. But uh, I have, um, you know, I have a, a solo album about to put out, man. It's going to be dope. I'm, I'm, I've been working on it really hard and I, I can't wait to put that into the universe and help other people. That's great, man. I really do appreciate you coming out here. And um, uh, please just tell everybody what the outro music uh, song is going to be. Um, okay. Thank you for coming to be my first guest on my first episode. Yeah. And um, let everyone know what music's going to be playing now. All right. We got Vision One and Ivy Milan featuring Slim Thug on the iVision project. And it's called Doing Well. Boom.
got them all the friends I had to lose Just to show them all what I already knew I'm a one-on-one, couldn't miss me one-on-one Bitch, what's done is done, I'm just here to front of fronts You can front of fronts, bitch, I'ma run it up Count it to the fuck a couple ton of crumbs, yeah So we fuck a hater, elevator On my way up, tell the waiter Open up another bottle when I make it there Throw another fucking model in my video Tell these bitches that ain't hollered in a minute Ooh, you were fucked up now I was faded back then, but I'm cutting up now I was acting friendly, bitch, but I'm stuck up now Hell now, waiting on me to fail. It's still foreign when I sell round. No more jail cells, now we do sweets. Big matches on acres, no more playing in them streets. Big sweets full of Cali's finest. Looking back at all the foes we done left behind us. Since tipping on foes, we forever shiners. The foes up on the road show who the grinders. Big recliners, leaning back in that big lack. When Slim and them said shit, you know it's big facts. Long way from selling crack on the corner. Cause now we all bosses, local neighborhood donors. Getting paid for Corona, still got checks in the mail. That's why you so far behind trying to follow my trail. I know you want to see a boss dead up. In jail, but I know you can tell that thug is still doing well. I'm doing yeah. well now. 